This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Monday, 5 February, Year of the Lord, 2024. We're going to go to, we got so much to cover. We're going to do the RNC. We're going to talk more about these bills. We got Brett. He's got analysis of how that uh, jobs report the other day is totally phony. Look, Larry Kudlow, I don't do it, bro. Come on, chill out. This economy sucks. Don't fall for the top line numbers. They're all baked. Baked. We're going to have to have a little um, economy, economics 101 via Brat and Bannon today to get people's minds right, to understand what the math's telling you. Um, but I want to go first, and if they can get it, if Mo and Grace can pull it, because I just got it from Caroline Wren. The Chamber of Commerce, hang on, the Chamber of Commerce just came out and said the bill should be passed immediately. The Chamber of Commerce. Remember, the moneyed interests in this country want bigger consumer markets and lower wages. And the way they want to have it happen is basically invasion of illegal alien invaders. But we're not going to let that happen because that would end the sovereignty of this country. What's happened over the last couple of weeks, you've had um, these heroic service men and women from Georgia give their lives for their country, defending the border of Jordan and Syria, not the border, not, not the border where the invasion is happening in our country in the southern border, either the Rio Grande Valley or the southern border of the United States in South Texas, Arizona, California, New Mexico. Not doing that. They're defending another border. The King of Jordan, what is he, the top 20 richest guys in the world? Dude, underwrite your check and secure your own border. We're tired of it. They're retiring. That's why right now, and I really respect Senator Vance and some others that have worked on this, but we don't, this bill is so horrific. We don't need to like pull out the Israel thing to kind of have it collapse. It's collapsing its own weight. They've already said they're not going to bring it to the House. But as Dave Brett says, and I do agree with that, uh, Speaker Johnson should be out banging the drums about how bad this is in its detail to push back on the morning meekers and the other lies. That being said, on the other part of the supplement, and remember, $7 trillion, which we haven't gotten done yet. It's going to be a $2 trillion deficit that the Federal Reserve is going to have to print money or, as Speaker Powell says, borrow against future generations, which is the first time this happened in the country, first time that a generation of people have not thought downrange about what's better. If you go back to the founding of this republic, and it's what makes America so different than every country on earth. The no matter how poor people were or how tough the environment was or how hard it was to build this nation, they didn't they never put themselves first ever. They always thought down range of how do I make this better for my children, grandchildren, those people that will, will not even remember me. How do we make it better? How do we do a better job now to make it better? We're doing the exact opposite. We're bankrupting these future generations. And it's horrible. And it's all for nothing. 
It was for capital expenditure, for things that built this country and made it better. Um, you could maybe justify it. But here you can't justify it at all. And even then it'd be tough to justify. The question I keep asking people on the $60 billion for Ukraine, what about if you had to spend that? What about if it's spent here in the United States? What about if it's spent in some of these inner cities? What about if all the money we spent in Iraq and Afghanistan were being sucked into another world now? What about that $9 trillion? So the $9 trillion had been spent here, you'd have, you'd have a paradise. But it hasn't. It hasn't. The American citizens are treated like trash. And now... I've said this before. If you're under 35 and you vote for Democrats, then all the economic pain you feel, the barely being able to hang on, the gapping of your, of your, of your paychecks with credit cards, the taking of your bonus and paying your credit card down, just being a hamster on the wheel. If you're under 35 and vote for the Democrats, then, hey, guess what? You, you're voting to be a Russian serf. You're not going to own anything. You're not going to amount to anything economically. You're always going to be behind your parents and your grandparents at every stage of their life. So if you want it, if you like that, vote for it. It's free country. That's what this constitutional republic's about. That's what democracy is about. Vote for it. Same with African-Americans and Hispanic citizens. It's quite evident. It's quite evident what they're doing. They're, they, are, they want more low-skilled labor to compete with you, to drive your wages down. Because your wages, low-skilled workers' wages, that's the big problem Wall Street focuses on when they talk about wage inflation. So they got to got to tamper that down. The folks making $20,000, $25,000, making too much money, you got to tamp it down. Of course, then you have to come in with child tax credits, all this other cash that the middle class pays for because they don't have enough money to live. It's just the whole thing's a con and a scam. And it's all done for groups that are continue to vote for them. Continue to vote for them. So now with the War Room and other shows like this, you're getting the information out there. You're able to see it. Just like we're going to talk about this RNC and the fact you used to all be behind closed doors and people come out on CNN or on Fox and they just repeat talking points and they have the knitted brow and you just would believe it. That's that's why we're in the city. The Murdochs, the Murdochs are part of the scam, a big part of the scam. The control we call the controlled opposition. Those days are over. Let's go to uh, we got Ben in uh, in uh, Cincinnati. Ben, why are you in Cincinnati, Ohio? You've been you were in East Palestine on Saturday. We did the special. You accepted award from the sheriffs. Yes, National Sheriff's Association for reporting on the southern border. So I can see you're in East Palestine. I know you've been at the southern border. What are you doing in Cincinnati, Ohio, brother? Well, last time, you know, I, uh, I, I actually have family that, that lives up here in Ohio, in Cincinnati area. And uh, I was down on the border last time in Lukeville in our last episode of Law and Border. And I'm driving down the wall. And I'm asking all these people where they're from, where they're going, where they're from, where they're going. And, you, and you're used to the New York, Chicago, you know, all the people coming from Senegal. This was down in Lukeville. And all of a sudden, I had this large group from Senegal and from Mauritania say that they were uh, from those countries and that they were going to Cincinnati, Ohio. And I'm like, Cincinnati, Ohio? Why, where did that come from? So all of, you know, th what, what America needs to understand, and with this garbage bill that's come out, you, the only thing you need to understand or know about this bill is if Joe Biden supports it, it's pathetic. These guys have intentionally undermined our country. And now you have places like Cincinnati, and the citizens of Cincinnati don't even understand what's happening to them. I just spoke to somebody, security here at the airport, and he said on the flights coming in from the border, from Dallas, from Phoenix, and from all the border locations, they have more illegals than citizens coming through right now. I just spoke to one man uh, from Mauritania. He didn't want to go on camera, but he's sitting down on the bench uh, right, right in front of me right now. And he said he actually came across a, a, a month ago from Lukeville, 
flew to New York, got his papers in New York, and now flew to Cincinnati. So this invasion of our southern border is it's everywhere, every town. It's not just the border towns. It's not just the border states. It's not just New York. It's not just Chicago. It's every city in America, in particular, why Chicago, or excuse me, why Cincinnati and why Ohio? Look at the sanctuary cities in your states. Every sanctuary city in this country is getting illegals sent to it. Not because the illegals know about this in advance, sometimes they do, but because the NGOs that are profiting off of this, working in cities like Cincinnati and in Columbus, Columbus and in Dayton uh, and in Cleveland, all over the state of Ohio, are inviting them to their cities because they get more money the more illegals that come to their cities. You know, I think we'll we'll try to get the clip maybe for the afternoon show or tomorrow. But in tw- in 2019, Ben, you were there when we did we build the wall and we built that magnificent wall the mile yeah. up the uh, you know in, in Sicario country between Juarez and El Paso up the wall because it's where the cartels brought across the women and children for sex trafficking. And the, and the Border Patrol told us that's the most important place a wall could be built. And the Army Corps of Engineers had clearly told President Trump and his team, oh, it's impossible to build a wall there. Well, we built it over 72 hours on Memorial Day weekend. But you remember, Ben, afterwards we had a couple of conferences right there at the wall in, I think, July in that heat of El Paso, where we started to make the case, hey, this is symbolic because every, this is just not about El Paso, Texas but that every town's a border town, every state's a border town. And, and this is in the summer of 2019. As you remember, Ben, uh, Showtime and BBC and other people, we started to do then a kind of a tour around the country to, to basically warn people about this. The first stop, Cincinnati, Ohio. And the Showtime team, the circus, remember Mark Helper and those guys came with us, and they were shocked. They were shocked that the people of Cincinnati, now this is, I think, in September of 2019, they were totally up to speed on this topic already. You know, uh, this is before we started War Room, but these guys understood. In fact, I think it was in September, right before we started, we went to Cincinnati with the crew of, uh, of uh, Showtime, and the Showtime crew was stunned how much people actually knew then, right, that the basically MAGA base about the invasion, the fentanyl, all of it. Now we've had the Chamber of Commerce today coming out immediately, Ben, the Chamber of Commerce, the money interest saying, no, this bill should be passed this afternoon. Your thoughts? Yeah, this is a, a perfect example. And as you mentioned that, the people across America, that's why this in issue is the number one issue. It's actually surpassed the economy. And you think about that, $34 trillion in debt, the border has surpassed the economy, even in northern states across this country, because people get it. They're dying at record numbers of fentanyl deaths. You've got illegals coming in, taking jobs away from American citizens. And when I said this, uh, people in Cincinnati don't realize what's happening, they don't realize how many people are coming into their community right now. They know the border is being invaded. They know that their sovereignty is being destroyed. But this this machine of these NGOs has become so efficient that they don't even see most of this. Unless you actually come to the airport and, and you're here at 1130 when the Dallas flight comes in, or you're here at, at uh, 1230 when the Phoenix flight comes in, or you're here at four o'clock or five o'clock when the other uh, border flights come in, you don't even see it because Catholic Charities picks them up, Bethany picks them up, and they ship them throughout your community. And now you have you have this un, you, the, the same people People that have invited this invasion from the beginning, the Chambers of Commerce, the United Nations, the NGOs, all of these fake charities that are all profiting off it, the Democrats who want the easy votes, the Chambers of Commerce who want the cheap labor, now getting behind this pathetic vote that now you have, you, you, you've got a Republican 
signing on to this and, and chastising other Republicans for not supporting it, which all it does is guarantee illegal immigration. Joe Biden's not gonna follow the law. He's already proven that. All you have to do, this is really simple, Steve. All you have to do is enact the policies that President Trump enacted and this stops. The reason Joe yes. Biden wants this bill so bad is because it, it allows him to shift the blame and say, oh, see, it wasn't me that was causing exactly. this. It was all of this, this, yep. the, these, the, yep. these problems with our, our, our laws Look, to begin with. The reality the, is the only reason we have the invasion is because of Joe Biden yep. and because of the open borders Democrats. It's, it's, it's not chaotic from their perspective. They've accomplished their mission, which is to basically allow yeah, eight to 10 million illegal alien invaders into the country. But that they're going, that they're, the, 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 the business community backs them because the business community wants lower wages and they want bigger consumer markets because these people slaves. are going to buy they want slave everything labor. in sight. Steve, they, they want, want slave labor. slaves. Exactly. Lower, so, they want slave exactly. labor. Exactly. And, and you become a debt slave to it because it's just going to explode the, uh, the deficit even more. Here's the thing. This is why the Chamber of Commerce comes out right away and supports it. Look, President Trump was able to do it. He didn't get the backing of Congress. Paul Ryan, these guys, the globalists, didn't want to support him. But Biden, this is why the next play in this drama, because this bill's not going to get brought to the floor. It's a disaster, and everybody's against it. The next play in this drama is going to be forcing Biden's hand on the evening of March 1st, as we've said over and over again. The only thing they understand is smash mouth. That's all they understand. So yeah. now it's time to play smash mouth. On March 1st, it's very simple. You either shut the border with the tools you have, and you have every tool you have. It's not me saying that. Even Speaker Johnson said he has told the White House on a number of occasions. President Trump has said that. Biden has every tool at his disposal to shut the border. The watchwords here are detain and deport. Detain and deport. He shuts the border, begins to detain, deport. He will then prove to the American people he's serious about this. The only reason they've even done this fiasco, this, 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 uh, this kabuki theater over the last couple of months, is because the optics on this is so bad, the polling so bad, and they got to get yeah. the money laundering operation right. in Ukraine. Ben, right. real quickly, where, right. where do people That's go right. to get you? Where do people go to get your reporting today? I'm going to be posting everything we got from this weekend. God bless the Sheriff's Association. I'm going to post my speech where I just destroy all of their narratives and their arguments uh, at Ben Burkwam, americasvoice.news, and frontlineamerica.com. And I'm going to stay here for a couple more hours. I'm going to get you the videos of these guys coming off these planes and showing you this. And I'm just going to ask the war room, show this, show the American people, and demand that your representatives don't spend a dime, as you said, till we shut down Perfect. the border, uh, we shut down the government until we shut down the border. Okay, we're going to have Ben back on at 5 o'clock. A short commercial break. Dave Brad still with us. More numbers to go through in the war room. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store, the dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. And Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. 
with an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. With our brand new NBC News poll, which brings more warning signs for President Biden and his reelection campaign. One of our pollsters tells us we are looking at a, quote, presidency in peril. With the general election just nine months away, President Biden has declined on every measure since 2020, is struggling with key elements of his base, and now trails former President Donald Trump by wide margins on the issues voters say are most important to them. Joining me now to take us through the numbers is national political correspondent Steve Kornacki. Steve, these are some truly stunning numbers. They really are, Kristen. And let's just start with the bottom line. When you ask folks, hey, if it's the general election and it's Trump versus Biden in our poll, Donald Trump now leads Joe Biden by five points. Compare that to the last time we polled back in November. Trump was ahead then, but it was only by two points. And it's even more significant when you look at it this way. Over time, we have been testing for five Five years now, going back to 2019, a Biden-Trump matchup. Remember, 2019, 2020, Joe Biden led. He led big in every single one of our polls. For the first time in November, Donald Trump pulled ahead in our poll. And now at five points, this is the biggest lead NBC has ever had in 16 polls for Donald Trump over Joe Biden. And, of course, undergirding all of this is this question of he is the incumbent, Joe Biden. We ask voters, what do you think of the job he's doing? And look at that, Kristen, 37 percent approve and now 60 percent disapprove. And we should say that is the lowest approval rating since former President George W. Bush's second term. Yeah, and it's put that in further context, too. Bush in his second term wasn't running for re-election. Yeah. Here's the presidents who were running for re-election in our poll starting their re-election year. What was their approval rating? Bush was over 50. He won. Obama was almost at 50. He won. Trump, four years ago, was 46. He lost. Look how low Biden's number is compared to those predecessors at this point. Their number's all much bigger than yeah. President Biden's. It, it shows you yeah. the improvement Biden has to make here yeah. in the coming months. Uh, the issues that are driving this, too, the economy, no surprise, we've been talking about it, but look at that advantage for Trump, 22 points, wow. and securing the border here, folks, a very important Trump with a 35-point advantage. The economy is so striking, Steve, because jobs are up, inflation is down, voters aren't giving him credit for that, clearly. Yeah, there are a couple areas in here, I think, where Democrats see, see potential opportunities to grow Biden's support. Certainly, they are hoping the economy folks change their perceptions of it and start rewarding Biden for it. That's what they're hoping, certainly. How about this, though? Also mm -hmm. cautionary for the White House. Go back four years ago. There was two folks in their 70s running Biden versus Trump. And we asked then, do the candidates have the necessary physical, mental capacity? And it was about even, 41, 38. Now, you ask it, 46% say that Donald Trump does just 23 percent when it comes to Joe Biden. Think of one of the central themes of Biden's campaign in 2020. He said he'd be competent. He said he'd be effective. Folks said they believed that in our poll in 2020. One of the big reasons Trump lost, but now complete total reversal. 48 percent say Trump competent and effective. Barely a third mm. say that for Biden. That's right. He said he was going to bring stability. 
back to the White House. And now he's the incumbent and folks are maybe looking at him and maybe looking at Trump as not the incumbent in a different light here. Just a couple other things to get yeah. through on the foreign policy. Again, Israel Hamas center stage in the, you know, in the world uh, picture right now. Overall, big disapproval for Biden on foreign policy, particularly on Israel Hamas. That's particularly acute among the youngest voters, mm. 18 to 34 year olds. We have them tied Trump versus Biden. And a lot of those Biden voters, 18 to 34, they say they don't like Biden. They just don't like Trump more. It's this type of erosion among these key groups that really worries Democrats. And it, it is the area, too, we say, where Democrats think there might be opportunity. They think they can get more young voters motivated mm. to vote, maybe not by being for Biden, but by being against Trump. This is one area they think they can improve on and maybe make this race a little different. But the other end to key in on, too, independence. Trump looked at that with a 19-point advantage. Also, keep in mind, that shows you a lot of independence look very open to potentially mm -hmm. another choice if something were to emerge. And also, among white voters, Trump with a big lead, black voters, Biden with a big lead, but want to point this one out, Hispanic voters. Wow. Trump with a one-point advantage. We've been asking, would those gains he made four years ago stick? Our polls suggest they certainly have, and they've maybe grown. And we did ask this question, Kristen, if... One of these cases this year ends in a conviction, a felony conviction for former President Trump. Would that change your vote? 45% said in that scenario, they vote for Biden. 43% for Trump. This is also something the Biden campaign obviously hoping for, although it's a long history in polling of asking folks about hypotheticals <laughs> and them actually reacting a little differently when it actually happens. A little bit of a game changer, but still incredibly close. Very. Uh that was stunning. That was not Richard Barris. That was not Trafalgar. That was not uh, Fabrizio, President Trump's Fuller McLaughlin. That was Steve Kornacki of NBC News. And that's how the flagship program for NBC News, not MSNBC, but NBC News, which is Meet the Press, the revered for, for the left, for the, for the globalists Meet the Press, started yesterday with a four-minute absolute takedown of Joe Biden. The numbers are beyond stunning. Uh, I want to bring Brat back in, who knows his backgrounds and forwards. The, the key point, the buried lead there, the one they didn't mention enough, since the, the political parties are so polarized, what I keep saying is always look at all these numbers for the independents. That's a pretty good proxy for the American people are. Trump has a 19-point lead with independents. Brat, respond to what you just saw there as a, uh, as a professional and somebody who used to be in Congress. Yeah, well, I, uh, all political views are my own, but uh, I think it's about time. I think the American people are starting to dig in, cut through the nonsense on the forever wars. Uh, they want uh, normalcy again. Uh, ironically, uh, Trump is being identified as a return to normalcy, according to the New York Times. Uh, I'll tell you who must have seen that report uh, is uh, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell. Uh, because uh, the most shocking remarks I heard this week after that poll is Powell now recognizes he's under Congress. I've never heard a Fed chairman say that, right? And so his commentary yes. yesterday uh, showed he's not willing to maybe accommodate uh, the, the stock market as much as they think. The market's down right now. The Dow's down 400. And uh, so it's interesting, and, and it, we'll see about that, right? I hope our financial services guys uh, get uh, the chairman back up there and ask him about the dual mandate. Uh, he's in charge of stable prices, number one. Uh, but why, uh, why was the Federal Reserve uh, spending high-powered dollars to debate multicolor flags for the last decade, right? Why do they have committees on what, what flags to fly over? 
Why is the Fed doing pilot programs on a central bank digital currency right now, Chairman Powell? Now that you see those uh, poll numbers, ask the American people if they're in favor of a surveillance state. I think the polling would open up to yeah. like 99 to 1, right? So whoever's yeah. telling you yeah. to be doing this central bank digital currency yeah. thing is AWOL. And uh, I think the chairman woke up, but he, uh, yeah. the, the, the uh, financial services guys need to grill them. And why did you accommodate what, 20 what, trillion hold, in hold, debt? What, 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 hang, yeah, exactly. Hang, hang on. What, 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 the wake up call was the rise of MAGA and the return of Trump. If Trump had not made that decision in Mar-a-Lago to come back and do it again, folks, it'd be game, set, match. It'd be over. It's yeah. Trump that did this. This is why, remember, at the end, to go back to Mike Davis, at the end, what she say? The only glimmer of hope, if Trump gets convicted of a felony, they have some glimmer, and even Karnacki through water and says, well, look, that's a theoretical. We often know that theoreticals don't come to fruition when it's practical. But NBC pushed that out, that four-minute segment, they pushed it out hard yesterday, it went viral. The, the title that NBC News put on it, not Gateway Pundit, not Breitbart, not the great Mad Boyle or War Room, was a presidency in peril, right? And they didn't even talk about because they hadn't started really officially polling uh, the, the Clint, uh, uh, Jimmy Carter. You're seeing, you're seeing numbers right now that are Nixonian as far as, you know, the second term Nixon and first term or only term Carter as far as lack of approval. That 37% also, i got to tell people, that's overall blends Democrats, Republicans, independents. I think independents are now in the high 20s. Got a two-handle in front of it. He's absolutely, and they're, they're a proxy for the American people. This is a guy that's free-falling. You've got some charts. I want to tie the bill, the, what yeah. Powell said, yes. to the yes. lived experience. Here, here's Kristen yeah. Welker goes, but the numbers are so good. Larry Kudlow told us that the economy's doing fine, right? It's growing. It's it's the the the, the uh, unemployment's near near zero. It's three percent. Uh, why is it so bad? It's so bad because of the lived experience of the American people. Yep. Dave Brett. Yeah, Denver. You just want to haul up the chart. I'm going to go through these quick. The last one is the bomb. But let's start with chart one. Uh, this shows uh, who you want to believe. BLS, Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, that's under Biden. And those staff people we had in Congress under, they're the greatest people ever. So I want to give them a shout out. But they they do what they're told to do uh, by the bosses. So here's the red line there, ADP jobs numbers, a private sector firm that tracks all this stuff. Uh, the red line's going down on jobs. BLS under Biden's going up. Next chart. Uh, there's two surveys. One is the establishment survey, rightly named somehow. Uh, they're showing plus 353,000 jobs. Uh, the real number is the household survey, which shows a drop of 31,000 jobs. How can it, it, it down on the right there, right? The green uh, is way up. That's the establishment numbers. Uh, the household survey is down. How can they be that far off? Uh, the establishment number, if say you're one person and you're working three jobs, they count that as three jobs, not one person trying to make ends meet. They count you as employed if you work for your family business 10 hours without pay. Uh, so it's a t they count uh, illegal aliens uh, in the payroll uh, numbers. Uh, next chart, uh, Denver chart three. Over the past four years, there's a nine million uh, catch up uh, between these two uh, surveys uh, from the payrolls versus the employment uh, meaning 
uh, all the job numbers you've been seeing are, have been overestimated for the past four years by nine million people. Why? Uh, because they're counting a person working three jobs, making meager wages uh, as as doing fine and dandy. And the lived experience uh, we saw last time, 64 percent of the people are living paycheck to paycheck. Twenty five percent of the American people got no money in savings. Forty one percent of the American people have less than a grand. And if, here's the final last two uh, doozies. Uh, here's hang, your uh, establishment claims. I'll yep, tell you, hang on, hang, 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 hang on one second. Yep. Right, right through the break. Hang on. Question: Who protects the troops? Who protect us? Well, we will. Imagine you're serving halfway around the world and you learn the title to your home, that legal document that proves it's actually yours has been forged and it's not in your name anymore. But we can't let that happen and we won't let it happen. Home title theft is a clear and present danger for all homeowners. And that's why I trust Home Title Lock. And now Home Title Lock is protecting those who protect us and giving back. For every subscription you purchase from Home Title Lock, they'll donate one year of free service to a military family in your name. Our troops deserve the peace of mind in knowing that while they protect us, Home Title Lock protects their most valuable asset. We all need to protect the title to our homes. I'll share updates, but for now, please join me. Protect your home's title at HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon and use promo code Bannon. And when you do, they'll protect the home of a service member in your name. That's HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. Do this for the troops. Do it today. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, this bill, the, the end of American sovereignty invasion authorization bill, coupled with the, um, the a supplemental, because remember, they're spending seven trillion this year, they're going to spend seven trillion next year, they're going to have almost two trillion of discretionary spending. That, ab- that essentially just ironically equates to what the deficit's going to be. That has to be funded by the printing of fiat currency, right? This is why we keep telling you to go to uh, birchgold.com slash Bannon to read up on end of the dollar empire or to talk to Philip Patrick and the team, the BRICS nations, the BRICS nations, central banks are seeing our basically fiscal irresponsibility. And they say, Hey, maybe the deplorables have got to suck on that. And maybe MAGA's got to suck on that because of U.S. citizens, but we ain't got to suck on that. And so we're going to come up with an alternative. This is going to drive the biggest catastrophe in the history of the Republic as Mike uh, Davis says all the time about the lawfare these uh, financial moves and fiscal moves we're making are republic-ending moves. You don't come back for these type of type of thing, the type of events. So make sure you go to birchgold.com/bannon and check it all out. But the 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 financial situation of the country, this clearly bringing in uh, cheap labor. They want bigger consumer markets. They also want cheap labor. So the elites are all in back of this, including the Republican Party donors. What you're seeing, we see Langford and and McConnell up there. That's just all donor talk. That's donor talk, trying to, trying to pat you on the head, saying this is the toughest border security bill ever. 
Remember, the Democrats are not even be doing this or Biden wouldn't even be doing it unless he, but he's got to get the 60 billion for the money laundering operation in Ukraine. Here's what Ukraine gets. Suck on this. Nothing. Israel, 17 billion. If you find 17 billion in, in offsets, we have to. We can't bankrupt America to support our ally Israel. We should arm Israel, but it's got to be offset here. Now, I've got a thought. 17 billion, I think, is about the number we sent to the United Nations, where they just give it to the NGOs to invade our country. So how about this? We zero the U.N. account and transfer it over to the arms to Israel account, 17 billion. All good. We could do that in 24 hours. Uh, the border detain and deport is the only solution. I actually kind of disagree with President Trump's truth, just in the thing. I don't think we need an immigration bill right now. He has all the tools. We have to we have to drive this home to the American people, that Joe Biden planned and executed this invasion of our country. Now, now you're talking about 8, 10, 12 million invaders. He could stop this right now. He could stop it. He could seal the border. He could detain people and he could begin deportation. And if he doesn't do it at midnight on the 1st of March in the year of our Lord, 2024, less than a month from now, there should be no CR. They say, buddy, you either shut the border down or we're going to shut the government. And then let's just have a throwdown. Let's bring it to the American people's attention. The facts are on our side. This is the biggest winner we've ever had. And now you've smoked these people out. Langford's the Judas goat that smoked out McConnell. When you have Steve Daines, who's McConnell's bitch, when you have him running and tweeting out as soon as he can after he sees we lit him, lit him up last night, when he's sitting there and telling all the phony candidates, all the phony MAGA candidates he has, oh, yeah, you got to come out against us or you're going to be beaten in a primary. you damn right you're going to be beaten in a primary, all of them. And you got Steve Daines rolling over. It shows you the panic, the crisis. You know, I was thinking about this the other night. In Roman history, this is not the Republic, but the Empire. It was called the crisis of the third century. The crisis of the third century. I think they went through... 29 or 30 emperors in a couple, you know, like 10 years, right? I mean, just basically uh, legion commanders who were taken over and was stick around. Only one of those didn't die by uh, a, uh, either poison or assassination. I think we now have the crisis of the third decade here in the United States, the crisis of the third decade, quite analogous too, for things that are going on then. Mike Davis, we're going to talk about wins of lawfare is crumbling around President Trump, as you called it. But I saw your Twitter feed last night, you, you've got some very sharp opinions legally and as your, your, your sense of what your time in the Senate about this invasion authorization bill. What are they, sir? Uh, this is a horrible bill. It's a horrible bill legally, policy-wise, politically. I don't know why Senate Republicans would want to walk the plank and vote for this bill when it's dead on arrival in the House of Representatives. Speaker Mike Johnson made that very clear. Majority Leader Steve Scalise made that very clear. Those are the two top House Republicans saying this bill is dead on arrival in the House. Why the hell would any Senate Republican vote for this thing knowing that it's not going anywhere and it could end this Senate Republican's political career? Okay, I want to make sure people understand this. Davis is giving you inside baseball. If Mitch McConnell forced, first off, to know they've negotiated this for four or five months is, is obscene. But if Mitch McConnell actually goes through and forces this uh, to a vote in the Senate, your point is, why would a senator 
put his name on this to vote for it when it's not going anywhere in the House. And you've already been told by the House, as Brett says, Johnson could not be clearer. And Scalise, who's not a fire breather, Scalise came out right away and said, this will never get to the floor. And he manages the floor. Emmers, who's not a fire breather, the whip, saying this thing is an abomination. And Stefanik said, this is the end of the sovereignty of the United States. So it's the four leaders in the House have all united and saying this will never come to the floor. And your point is, why in the Senate are you going to take a career-ending vote for something that's not going to go anywhere, sir? That's exactly right. And under the Senate Republican rules, and the Wall Street Journal reported this, you have to have 25 House Republicans get on board with this thing. So it's not going to just be nine Republicans joining the 51 Democrats and getting to the 60-vote threshold in the Senate to move forward past closure, to, uh, to pass legislation that generally takes 60 votes in the Senate. Under the Senate, uh, the Senate internal rules, you need 25 Senate Republicans to go along with this bill in order for McConnell to provide those votes to get Democrats past that 60 vote threshold. So I, just, I can't imagine that 25 Republicans would be stupid enough to put their careers on the line for this abomination of a an immigration import bill, and I mean it's a it's this is the dumbest thing that Senate Republicans could do is support this bill that is going nowhere in the House of Representatives. Uh, Mike, you have been with President Trump since the very beginning on this lawfare. You've been kind of the tip of the spear, not just in media messaging, but also thinking through strategically. You've done such a great job. Uh, Lost in everything because you have these monumental issues coming up right now. Ukraine geopolitics, Red Sea, uh, the southern border invasion, the fiscal mess. The lawfare is taking a little bit of back except for people who really follow it. I just want to make sure everybody's up to speed. As you said, uh, the, the insanity engulfing President Trump is the only way now they realize. And if you didn't see Meet the Press, I'll try to play it later. They did a five-minute cold open yesterday, Mike. Kristen Welker with Steve Kornacki, who's a pretty straight guy, the polling was so awful that Welker, the host, couldn't even believe it against uh, Biden. So now you are correct. The only way they have a chance to defeat President Trump is lawfare. G give us a status report on what's happening there, sir. Well, the wheels are falling off the Democrats' clown car on their lawfare. We see this all over with these four indictments. We have Alvin Bragg's indictment in Manhattan, George Soros funded Manhattan DA indicted Trump for the non-crime of a businessman settling a nuisance claim. And Alvin Bragg somehow turned that into felony campaign finance violations, a theory that the prior Manhattan DA passed over, the Manhattan U.S. attorney passed over, the Federal Election Commission passed over, Alvin Bragg himself passed over until Matthew Colangelo got sent from the number three office in the Biden Justice Department to resurrect that zombie case against Trump. But Alvin Bragg's case seems to be going nowhere because it is such a dud of a case and it's such a dumb legal theory. And then you have Fannie Willis down in Georgia. Everyone thought that this was the case that was going to get Trump this January 6th case because uh, no one can pardon Trump. If you get this Atlanta jury to convict Trump under these bogus charges, you, you're not going to be able to pardon for five years uh, under Georgia law. And they think that was going to stop Trump. But I guess what? We 
We are just learning that old Fanny, big Fanny Willis, hired her secret boyfriend, Nathan Wade, who was not qualified, paid him substantially more per hour as her special prosecutor than others, like a RICO prosecutor who was actually qualified, paid him $250 an hour, including to go meet with the Biden White House and the, including the White House counsel before they brought these bogus RICO charges against Trump and 18 co-defendants. He's collected almost $700,000 from Fannie. He built 24 hours in one day. I don't know if that's possible. And then, oh, guess what? We found out that he paid for trips, lavish trips for Fannie uh, to the Caribbean, to Napa. So she's taken illegal kickbacks from this, uh, this illegal deal. She has a financial stake in this prosecution of President Trump and 18 others. That is now, blatantly illegal. Now, D- Dave Davis, also, this is not Mike Davis and Steve Bannon just saying this. Didn't she admit on Friday that she's got a relationship with this guy and, and, and she's never disclosed that? She admitted this, correct? Yes, and Marjorie Taylor Greene sent a criminal referral to Georgia Governor Brian Kemp and Georgia Attorney General Chris Carr asking them to follow their statutory duty under Georgia law to open a criminal probe on Fannie Willis. This is the most corrupt prosecution imaginable. And where the hell is Governor Kemp? Where the hell is Attorney General Chris Carr? Why aren't they why aren't they opening this? And this is what we've been having the war room do is light them up. We we said to go to a3paction.com, a3paction.com, click on the link for Chris Carr and Fannie Willis and Brian Kemp, and then light them up. There's patch through phone calls. You can email them, social media, light them up and ask them, why are they, why are they protecting Fannie Willis and her corrupt, okay. illegal investigation? Grace. Grace and Captain Bannon, if we can push this out, I want everybody to go over to Act 3, their new action site over there to get on top of this, because this is the fight in Georgia. Uh, before I let you go, we got a couple minutes. Andrew Weissman, who is no buddy of yours, but he's on MSNBC whining every night in that whiny voice. He's been saying you've been dead wrong on the, uh, the, on the trial of J6. It was going to stay on March 4th, and Ch- Trump is going to be convicted uh, before, uh, before, uh, before even the convention. That ain't looking so good right now. I think Mike Davis turned out to be right on that. Am I correct on that? Andrew Weissman's wrong. You were correct. Well, I might be a jerk and may not uh, be the nicest guy in the world, but I'm usually right. And I'm right on this one. And I've said all along that President Trump should assert presidential immunity. Uh, Presidents are immune for their official acts. They should be immune both civilly and criminally like federal judges like members of Congress, the reason this has not been established yet is, is we have not had a former president of the United States charged like Democrats have charged President Trump four different times, bogus prosecutions for non-crimes. Uh, this Biden special counsel, Jack Smith, and this D.C. Obama judge, Tanya Shutkin, know that the one way they can stop Trump is to get a criminal conviction. They thought that their D.C. January 6th trial was the best shot. So they tried to railroad him in D.C. So you have this partisan special prosecutor, this hyper-partisan Obama judge, this 95% anti-Trump jury pool in D.C. Of course, they're going to convict him. And that's where the Democrats thought they were going to stop Trump. But oh, guess what? There's presidential immunity that you have to resolve. And Tanya Shukin was such a dumb, she, she did such a dumb thing. She just ruled that presidents do not have criminal immunity from prosecution. 
right? I mean, so does that mean that Obama can be charged for capital murder for drone striking American citizens abroad? Do Democrats really think that that's, that that's what the Constitution means when judges have immunity and members of Congress, but presidents don't? I mean, that's just laughable on its face. And that's why this January 6th March trial is gone. Mike, 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 just hang on one second. I want to bring you back to make sure everybody knows where to go to support your efforts here. Short break. Back in a moment. Tax Network USA is pure war room for solving your IRS tax problems. If you owe back taxes, COVID was your lucky break. Tax court shut down, the IRS paused, and you skated. Well, baby, that party is over. The IRS is adding 20,000 enforcement agents, basically tax cops. Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers and you don't. You'll pay up plus interest and penalties. Tax USA Network has brilliant war room type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself. You're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on. Grind you for all your back taxes plus interest and penalties. Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. Tax Network USA learned of a limited time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. And visit Tax. Network USA. That's TNUSA.com slash Bannon. TNUSA.com slash Bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, action on Capitol Hill as we and remember Charlie Kirk's up next two hours of populist nationals. I know he's going to have a lot more to say about the RNC. And by the way, Charlie Kirk's Restoring National Confidence Conference that was two days beforehand shows you how the RNC should be run. You had the you had uh, district chairs, county chairs, a precinct strategy, uh, Dan Schultz and all his team, all those all those leaders and a grassroots effort. And this is what's going to take the country back. Capitol Hill, Henry Rogers, who follows the Hill, just tweeted, uh, "I am told a Mike Lee staffer just blew up the GOP conference comms meeting and stormed out." Among other invectives against the bill, he said that Senator Langford might not want to get reelected, but the rest of their bosses do, followed by applause. That's what's happening in the Senate. Also from MTG, I quote from her tweet, the Senate border surrender deal is DOA in the House. We are going to impeach Mayorkas this week, not empower him with a legalized invasion of $1.8 million per year with amnesty while funding the defense of other countries' borders, end quote. So Mayorkas impeachment, I think Omar censure this week's going to be on fire. Uh, you got to be back for the afternoon show. 
two hours insanely packed already with uh, with guests, uh, congressmen, etc. Just for programming, Mike uh, Davis going to be on the steps. He'll be after the Supreme Court for this huge hearing of the case on Thursday about the 14th Amendment. So a ton going on. Charlie Kirk next. Jack uh, Posobiec uh, follows that. I'm going to have a lot more on the capital markets, all over the economy, what's going on, and these bills. Also, the Israel $17 billion cut to UN to pay for the Israeli arms. Let's get it done this afternoon. Uh, this, I want to play a cold open. Chris Ray, and I want to bring in Matthew Cox over at HTL, because I need folks focus on this. Let's go ahead and play it. A big warning on Capitol Hill yesterday from FBI Director Christopher Wray about possible hacking attacks by the Chinese government. He said China could target our infrastructure, causing potentially catastrophic damage. Nicole Skanga has more now from Washington. China has shown it will make us pay. FBI Director Christopher Wray delivered this warning on Capitol Hill. China's hackers are positioning on American infrastructure in preparation to wreak havoc and cause real-world harm to American citizens. Cautioning Chinese hackers are aiming to infiltrate the nation's pipelines, water treatment plants, transportation system, and even the U.S. power grid. All of that, the power grid, water, all of it, but also your personal finances. The combination, Joe Allen, and Joe Allen's going to be back with us 6 o'clock tonight with a further report, but the combination of, of uh, cyber and artificial intelligence, Ray's warning about a cyber Pearl Harbor, but they're just not coming for the nation's infrastructure. They're going to come for you. You have state actors. You have individual hackers. You have the bad guys. They have tools that are more powerful than ever before, and there's $6 trillion, $6 trillion in this nation. In, in equity in homes. What they're going to do is look to come and, and get your get to your title, either sell the house and or take out a second from a hard money lender. Matthew Cox, how dire is the situation now that the tools are getting so sophisticated that even state actors realize they could have a cyber Pearl Harbor here in the United States? Well, I mean, I think that the average American's home is so vulnerable just to regular, the the everyday scammer or fraudster. And I think you get nations involved in it. it it's, you're, you're so vulnerable. It's just so vulnerable. And, and you could wreak havoc with, with I- any number of filings that can all be done online. So nobody has to go downtown. They can, they can set something up online, wipe out the history of your or they could transfer the title to your house. They can satisfy your mortgage. They could take out additional mortgages on your property. And I, I just don't know that the average person can deal with that on their own or would even know until it was just too late. Matthew, so to, uh, Home Title Lock. We want people to go to HomeTitleLock.com. Just walk me through. you got a couple of minutes. Walk me through. Individuals can't do it themselves. They need a defense because you got state actors. You have just bad guys. You have these cyber criminals. They got these tools that are so powerful. They see the equity sitting there. What what does Home Title Lock do? Well, I think the great thing about Home Title Lock is that it notifies you immediately of, of any change to your home's title. So that for someone like myself, uh, that's that is the absolute worst scenario for a fraudster. Like what I I don't want the person the homeowner, to know that anything's been done with their title until it's too late. If you were notified halfway through the process or at the very beginning of the process, it's very easy to reverse it. It's very easy to catch a fraudster involved. It really, it has to be done through notification because by the time I've 
transferred your title or taken out a mortgage on your house and and left with the uh, the money, it could be months before a homeowner is ever notified, and they'd be notified by the bank when they're trying to foreclose on their house. So it, it's people home are Home It's very home title Go and immerse yourself in the information. The company puts it all out there. You can talk consultants. One last thing before I go. You are a renowned fraudster. Did you yes, ever sir. envision the types of tools that would be available just in a couple of years with the combination of artificial intelligence and cyber uh, weapons I, today? Did you ever envision how easy it would be? No. And you know what comes up all the time is people constantly say to me, you know, well, it must be much harder to do what you did now. It's got to be harder. And it's actually 10 times easier. There's so many tools available to the everyday fraudster online. It is so easy. You don't, you, I had a specific set of skills that allowed me to do what I did, but now pretty much anybody can do it. It's really frightening. And I, and I could have never seen, uh, seen this coming. This artificial intelligence, Joe's going to be on today. We're going to talk more about it. It'll put the fear of God in you with the, the advances they're making that are totally uncontrolled. Matthew Cox, thank you very much. Home title lock. A former thank you. hacker, bad guy, now a consultant to make sure that they can't get to your title. Remember, you don't want them to take out a second mortgage on your home from a hard money lender because they're going to just sit there and go, hey, tough break for a swell guy or gal. Where's our money? Uh, we can't have you offline. Remember, you're not, you don't have a ringside seat here. You're in the ring. You're in the arena. You're one of the protagonists in this. As you see, we're punching back and we're winning. Across the board, there are wins after wins after wins. We've got to keep the pressure on, particularly the pressure on the RNC. Ron, real simple. Ron has got to go or no more money from the grassroots. Grassroots are not going to continue to fund that, particularly, hopefully, a day I'll cover it sometimes to go through this fiasco of a budget they put out, which is, I think, a major breach of fiduciary responsibility. Uh, last thing, yeah, Charlie Kirk next, Pasova. We're back at five. Jim Rickards came on here. He loves coming on the show. He's going to be an active uh, contributor now. He's got strategic intelligence. If you love the combination of geopolitics, economics, capital markets, money and power, go to Strategic Intelligence by Paradigm Press, the monthly newsletter of Jim Rickards, the, the author of Currency War. Holy War, take you out. Charlie's next. We're back at five. True or false? Using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing. Actually, that's false. Donewithdebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard-earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that 56 million Americans carry credit card debt, and that debt will take years to pay off if you pay it off at all. Done with Debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer. And taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done with Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first, chat with a Done with Debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt-fighting strategies are time-sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Do it today. Take action. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. 
WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.